All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Kind of a boring game last night. I didn't even watch. What are we going to get into? Um, ah, well, we'll probably just look ahead to the game against the Ducks. Uh, let's get into it with the lead. That was a joke. That was a joke. Was we a- got you. Happy oh. Friday. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day. Live from the Sports Closet Studio, sportscloset.ca. Bang. Connor McDavid looked good in that reverse retro jersey last night. So can you by heading to sportscloset.ca. It is the lead brought to you by our friends at Soho on Jasper Ave. If you're cruising around downtown today, it's lunchtime. You're like, man, I need a good lunch special. Soup and a sandwich at Soho? It's a good play. It's a good play. Kind of like the play Connor McDavid made at the blue line last night. Ah. That was pretty good. There's so much to talk about. I finally made it onto the couch. Yeah, um, we've upgraded you to the couch because uh, Gavin, the intern, is sitting in today on uh, the other side of the room. Am I allowed to talk? No, we're not at the bro down yet. Gavin, my mic's up though, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, the people. Yeah, Gavin's got my mic up. All right. Um, the lead today. A lot of talk about one specific play in a lot of instances. Some people saying the offside review is the play that killed the Oilers. Some people are saying the turnover. The turnover from Darnell Nurse is the play that killed the Oilers late in that game when they had a power play and were plural, up by one. Plural turnovers by Darnell Nurse. Plural. Well, that's where I want to go is because this wasn't a one play killed the Oilers kind of affair. Um, this was a death by multiple cuts kind of game, Liam. They, yeah. they played good and that's frustrating because through 50 some odd minutes, things were going well and it was like, hey, they're probably going to slap home an empty netter, cover the puck line and we're all going to sleep good tonight. And then... It, <laughs> like I tweeted how quickly things turned around. 
I tweeted last night at what time would that have been? 9.33. You were the jinx? I was the jinx. 9.33. The Blues have been one of the best teams in terms of staying out of the box. Gave the Oilers a lot of power play looks tonight, and that last one might be the dagger. What a tilt between these two, though. Great hockey game. And then <laughs> six minutes later? Not even. It was one minute later. I guess Darnell Nurse had different plans. That last turnover is... <laughs> It, that one irritated me more than the first one because the first one, it's whatever. It's a random point in the game. You had a moment of indecisiveness and it bit you in the behind. But that turnover late, good God, man. If you're going to be the guy this coach is supposed to trust late in hockey games, you make better decisions than that in the moment. Yeah. like It's, <laughs> it's, so, it's so hard to talk about just because it's like, what, like, what's it really to say? Like, it just can't happen. Yeah. It simply cannot happen. Like Donnell Nurse, like it or not, is the best defenseman on this team. And he's making just terrible plays. And like there was literally happening way too often. Literally anything else in that situation. Ice the puck if you're that worried about things. Yeah. You ice the puck, what was it, 19 seconds left? You probably run off down to 15 and just win the face off or cover it or something. Like he could have literally killed it on the boards. That was my problem with that last play like, is that he had so many options yeah. to kill time. He could have just parked it behind the bench or the, the goal and just looked around. He could have rimmed the boards. He could have gone high off the glass. He could have flipped it sky high. He could have done anything other than throw it up the middle right in front of the net. Yeah. Brutal. It was a brutal play. We're going to have more on Nurse in a second, but the Oilers for a brief moment did win that hockey game in overtime. Connor McDavid comes in. It's vintage <laughs> 97 and 29. They find a way to win the game for the Oilers. They are heading down the tunnel, or at least some players were. And we'll get a look at the goal here in uh, the, the full speed look that our guy Zach Lang tweeted. We'll get a look at that in just a second. But I didn't. There are times when you're watching a game and you're like, ooh, that might be offside. Like they might take a look at that if someone scores here. Th that wasn't one of those situations. That was just ridiculous. And that wasn't even a challenge either. It was a, it was a booth review. Yeah. I'll be honest. In the moment, I did think it was offside. Really? I mean, just look at the the play of it. Like, I think to the naked eye, like his feet are in the zone. The puck clearly isn't in the zone yet. And then he touches it. Like, but it's, it's possession, right? But that's the thing. Like, what is offside? Like, this it's that's the issue. Is it's, the rule is so manipulative. Like, you can the they can make up anything they want. And I know we have a Kuznetsov clip too. But like, even the um, was it the Panarin goal against the Rangers? Yeah, yeah. Like that one was. Also kind of close. Like there's just, there's so many ways to dictate what offside truly is. I think the NHL actually might've got this one right, which is a bit controversial. Ah. I think when we see it on the, um, the slow-mo Alex, if you can rip that one up too, it was, um, I think when Ryan O'Reilly almost intercepted the stick a little bit, I think that's when McDavid technically would lose possession of the puck because he is not in control of the puck there. Okay. So right? we, yeah, we'll wait for okay. it. To, we'll wait for it to reset here. Cause I'll, I'll tell you what I'm seeing. Connor McDavid picks up the puck in the neutral zone. He has full possession of it in the neutral zone. Everyone agrees on that. He makes a move to the outside with control with control. And then he's in the zone at that point. Any time yeah. where he loses it, I think he's in the zone and has established himself as in the zone with possession. And I, I think it was a junk call. 
I I really do. And for the league to call down with that, I thought was ridiculous. And I'm not someone who sits here as like an Oilers homer and is like every call needs to go the Oilers way. And I'm not one of those people who, for whatever reason, feels need to be like the league's against the Oilers every time a call doesn't go this way because a lot goes their way. I was the one last year in the BOA or one of the people in the BOA that said Blake Coleman's goal should have counted. I think it should have counted too. Right? Like you? No. (laughs) (laughs) I just to me that's possession. And here's another example. Our friend Dusty Nielsen tweeted this out yesterday. This goal counted. Okay. Kuznetsov brings it in, drag, drops, and they deemed that possession. To me, that's it's the same play. Like, it, So you're telling me if whoever that is there, Brady Shea or Brett Pesci, if he just happens to be like a step closer to Kuznetsov, because that's the only difference is the proximity of defender to attacker. The only difference. That it's all of a sudden McDavid's a good goal if O'Reilly's a step back. It's just you're right. Offsides are ridiculous. Like yeah. it doesn't make sense. It, it, like we have a McDavid clip too. We got a lot of clips today, folks. Yeah, we do. But just on this, I think the only difference for me is, and Dusty references is that is like the less pressure, like the direct contact between O'Reilly and McDavid was was there, but not there on this one with whoever that defenseman is. And I think that's the biggest difference. But also now that you mentioned that, like, technically McDavid is in possession of the puck when he enters the zone. And again, you so can then make- he loses possession after he's already in the zone. So maybe you're right. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's so objective. Like, you can just win. So we could yeah. both be right. We could and both be wrong. I have, I have two things on this. One, I see Joey in the chat says, uh, I'm just saying this now. O'Reilly stick hits McDavid's before the puck enters the zone. I don't care if his stick hit his stick. That doesn't make him lose possession. Like being checked does not mean, or being stick checked doesn't mean you've lost possession of the puck. It just means the guy's playing you. So is now in the NHL, if you stand up at the blue line, is every play for the rest of the history of the league going to be offside? If you you just stand up at the blue line and make the guy go around you? I just, and the other thing is it was called the goal on the ice. Yeah. And the fact that we're sitting here and you can pull a hundred hockey fans or people who watch the game, 100 experts, 100 media members, whatever you want to do, and it would be split as to whether this is a goal or not, then why is it getting called back? You should have to overturn it. That's how these reviews work. It should have had to be overturned definitively. You should be able to look at that and go, bang, yep, he lost possession offside. And you can't definitively say that. Alex, sorry, can we put the big one at full speed? I'm curious where the linesman was on the play. If the linesman was on the line, to me, that kind of looks like a call that could be made as know. an offside on the ice. You know what I mean? Like, i just curious where he is. He, he's right on the line. Yeah. So on the ice, the ref, it's not like he was like kind of caught out of position or whatever. Yeah. Like, he's right there. So the refs on the ice didn't deem, the linesman on the ice didn't deem it as offside. I think sometimes, I don't know. I want the, I want the NHL to get these calls right. That's why I'm kind of pro reviews because I just don't want to see bad goals go <laughs> yeah. in. Also, when you see goals get taken away and nobody has any idea what's truly happening, that's the most frustrating part about all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have more on that in, in just a second, the whole review process. Um, you are all very fired up in the Nation Network YouTube chat, which is where we stream this bad boy live every day at noon Mountain Time. Yes, we'll have a short for giant game day coming tomorrow. Uh, we are at 22 likes right now. Liam, what is our like goal today? Today's like goal, 93. As it will be every Friday when Bag Milk is sat in the studio with us. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. If you haven't figured it out, go figure it out. Look if it you're up. watching on YouTube, by the way, Tyler didn't want me to talk right now. I'm not supposed to, but I made Gavin turn my mic up. That's fine. Uh, Electronic Jordan <laughs> says they've decided possession doesn't matter. Only contact with the puck matters. And 
then that, but then the Kuznetsov goal, he doesn't have contact with the puck. So you're saying in one instance that you can have possession, even when you're don't directly have the puck on your stick, which was also the argument in the Makar thing. But I know that's different because that was a zone tag up and not a straight offside. So whatever. They also had a guy three feet offside on that one, but whatever. yeah, but the Kuznetsov yeah. goal in this instance, again, we're watching it again. Okay. They're saying he had possession, even though the puck wasn't on his stick. And then on the McDavid goal, they're saying, well, the puck was off his stick, so he can't have possession. I th- what? I think the rule is very easy. Like, it should be very clear what the rule is. Do not enter the zone before the puck. Right? Yeah, you should Shouldn't just, just scrap, the the pr- scrap the possession part. Yeah, You're right. I think it's a great point. That's it. That literally is clear as day. Yeah. Rules should be black and white. Not red, green, yellow, whatever other colors you can think of. Like, it should be so obvious what offside is. And it's not. Mm-hmm. stupid uh, let's get into our because we've spent a lot of time dissecting that but we do have our three big things for our friends at Cornerstone Insurance Edmonton's premier boutique insurance brokerage your destination for commercial home auto insurance 90 years of success they're still growing cornerstoneins.ca they insure the nation truck they can insure whatever you need as well uh, I want to start with actually this is the first comment we got in the chat today from Zach it's more clear to me now than ever that Nurse needs more support. He played 29 minutes last night. He's asked, being asked to do way too much. And I think that is a really interesting take in all of this because it's very easy right now to just look at two really, really bad plays. And these are not even isolated moments. Darnell Nurse has had a really tough first two months of the season. And expectations for him were high because, one, the contract. Two, a lot of people saw how he soldiered on in the playoffs and were like, man, he looked bad in the playoffs, but once he's healthy, he'll be back to being the Darnell Nurse of old. And that's not what's happening here. Nurse is fighting it. Last night was just a couple of borderline inexcusable mistakes that led directly to goals and other mistakes throughout the game that he got bailed out of. So I, I just thought that was an awful game. But the easy thing to do here is to pile on Nurse and just simply go, he's overpaid. He sucks. Trade him. Trade him before his contract's untradeable. I saw a lot of that. And I just, I, I'm not, I'm not there. And I think it's just an easy, cheap conversation to have if you want to go that way with it. What the reality of this situation is, the Oilers botched his, con, I'll call it contract development. Mm-hmm. Should have signed him long-term after the first bridge. You didn't because you wanted to sign Zach Cassian. And then you're forced to... Well, you don't want to run him into a year where he'd be a pending UFA because he's tight with Connor and Leon and he's a big part of the core and he's coming off a career year, but you sign him anyways. Okay, mistake number two right there. And it's not Darnell Nurse's fault he makes nine and whatever million. If I offer any of you nine and a quarter million, you're taking it. I wonder, well, I was, I have a group chat with some buddies and we were just talking about, I wonder how much in his own head he's at about the contract thing. And we don't really recognize that all that much, but when you go from making like four, whatever he made last year, up to nine and a quarter, that is a significant lift. Yeah. And I wonder how much pressure he's putting on himself to do more, to feel like he has to do more than just play a second. And maybe game. that last play is a good example of that, right? There's an easy play to make there. You guys highlighted that right off the jump where you flip it out to center, you hold on to it and go behind the net. And this is a non-issue, but you feel like you need to make the home run play and... Things are just snowballing for Darnell Nurse, but I like the point Zach made about we need to get him more support. We got another comment here from Joey that says, we need a true number one to play the left side. And actually, we don't. Darnell Nurse is more than capable of being that guy. The Oilers went to the Western Conference Finals last year with Darnell Nurse being their number one left shot D-man, and he was on one leg. Yeah, You can make the Stanley Cup Final with Darnell Nurse playing 24 minutes a night. 
but you need more support under him so that he doesn't need to take play 29 minutes a night so that he doesn't need to take every defensive zone start and all of that. And that's where the importance on getting a lefty who can be reliable and I'll say more than reliable, who can be impactful is important. Philip Broberg, I love him. And I've really liked the way he's looked through the, this handful of games here in this stretch, but you don't trust him enough to play him in the third, late and third periods. You don't trust him in overtime. You don't really trust him in the D zone. As we talked about yesterday on the show, him and Bouchard basically start exclusively in the O zone and the neutral zone. So you don't have that trust factor there, which means if there's a situation that you feel like things are getting a little hairy, your only choice is to go to Darnell nurse and Cody CC and you're overplaying the hell out of them. And it's leading to mistakes and it can't keep happening, but it is going to keep happening until they go get a left shot D man that they can trust to handle Instead of Broberg's 11 minutes a night, you get a left shot D-man who can handle 18. And all of a sudden, Darnell Nurse doesn't need to play 29. He needs to play 21. And every the, the dominoes fall. This is, yeah, Darnell Nurse played like shit last night. And he's had a lot of nights this year where he hasn't played good. But to sit there and be like, trade him, not a part of the future, all that. I think it's just a really cheap and lazy narrative to go at right now. He needs help. He can't do it alone. Is he paid like a guy who should do it alone? Yeah, probably, but that's not on the guy wearing the jersey. That's on the guy wearing the suit sitting up in the whatever level at Rogers Place. Uh, I kind of put this on the coaches a little bit too, to be honest. Okay. I don't think it's like Kale McCall played 28 minutes last night. Don Nurse played almost two minutes more. Than it. Mm-hmm. I know he went to overtime, whatever, maybe that added to it, but also like that shouldn't, he's not there. And you, coaches are supposed to put their players in the best positions to succeed. And the coaches didn't do that for Nurse last night. They haven't done it for a few games now where Broberg played eight minutes yesterday. You're telling me he couldn't play an extra two minutes to take it off Nurse? Like you're tell- I mean, but it's maybe just, that's, but it's, maybe I, that's a bad example, but like you can't give it to Kulak. Like I feel like this, the regular season, like this team is a playoff team. Yeah. Whatever you want to think of them. The others were 19 seconds away from being second in a division last night. Yeah. And it's time for this staff to put more trust in the players they have. There was far too many players yesterday in the forward group too who didn't play enough. And I get it. Like it was a tight game and everything, but also in the playoffs, you're probably going to need a couple of these guys to step up too. And maybe that's where the depth, this is where you build your depth and it needs to happen. And you can't just rely on McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nurse too. I, I know Nurse isn't producing offensively, but they're relying on him heavily. Like they've got to, put trust in other guys and that confidence grows with that. And I think that just benefits the team massively. Last night was a very winnable game. Poof. And they pretty uh, much won they it. They played won the game twice. 59. Yeah. They, yeah, they <laughs> yeah. played 59 minutes and 31 or 21 seconds of winning yeah, hockey. Winning in my hockey. They were up by two goals with nine and a half minutes left. Yeah. That should be a win most nights. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I like there was reports today of like a defenseman possibly coming to help the team, but I feel like this was so obvious the whole time. This has been so, so obvious that this team needs help defensively. And here we are, whatever we are, 35 games into the season, still looking at it. And now we just have to blame nurse because he's overplayed over both overpaid and overplayed. And he's making errors, which is costing us two points. And it's not on him a hundred percent. Yeah, like I, I think it's a great way to put it. It's not on him 100%. And some people really want you to believe that right now. And he needs to be better. He would be the first one to come out and be like, hey, guess what? He said I it last night. Hey, he said it last night. But Bag Milk, do you agree with the notion of they need to get him more help? One thing I do enjoy 
is that every Christmas we talk about the need for a new defenseman. That consistency just warms my heart. But yeah, of course they need to get help. It's we've been talking about this since the off season. Mm -hmm. You look at that defensive group. I think they're missing a piece on that left side. That's not a shot against Philip Broberg. They just need somebody who can do it now, not later. And I don't think Broberg is that guy yet. And that's not fair to expect him to be either. Yeah. Woodcroft said after the game, win is a team, lose is a team. You didn't like that. No, it's not true. It is not true. We're not winning and losing as a team right now when you bench two full lines of forwards. The only thing it's that I would counter with that... dad was there. I, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I would counter on that is Woodcroft's never a guy that's going to throw anyone under the bus. I don't think any coach would besides Craig Tippett would have. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Tippett would have. He used to do it all the time. He did it with Miko like that's a true. bunch of times. So I just think like I, I agree with you, Liam, that it's almost weird that when Woodcroft came in last year, the Minutes were spread out way more. And Even that, in Nashville on Tuesday, they were spread out way more than they were last night. Yeah, I know that was the second half of a back-to-back, but still, the point remains. I just, I think he was trying to defend Darnell Nurse a little bit without having to single anybody out. Yeah, and I, I think that's true. Like, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to come into that press conference and say Daryl lost us the game. Like, it just was never going to happen. Yeah. But it's a confidence thing for the players. <laughs> Like if James Hamlin sat there the entire night doing nothing, I don't think that's helping. I don't think it's helping Pugliavi. I don't think it's helping Broberg. Like, and obviously I'm sure there's messages being brought out, but I think there's times when you can, you got to show trust in these guys. And I think that helps the Oilers in the long run. And I get it. There's a lot of guys you wouldn't be in this lineup right now if McLeod was healthy, Fogo, Kane, whoever else. But the reality is they're not. And we need these guys to play and we need them to, we need the coaches to believe in them too. Like last night was just kind of a weird game. The Oilers should have won. We'd be having much different conversations. And I'm not blaming the coaches. I think everything was just kind of a bit of a shit. I, I also think just with the minutes thing, and I and I agree with you that part of the reason when Woodcroft came that the vibes were so good is because we heard guys like Derek Ryan be like, oh my God, I'm contributing. I get minutes yeah. now. I get to play. But la- last night there was eight or nine power plays, I think. And we know like, McDavid now is their number one penalty killer and their number one power play guy. And Nugent Hopkins kills penalty. These guys in the bottom six, they don't trust them on the PK. They're obviously not going to get power play time. And I think that is a big part of a game like that too, where those guys are just so out of the rhythm and it's hard to get them in it when every whatever four minutes, there's another power play. That power play goal McDavid scored was ridiculous. Well, it was ridiculous because the power play was awful for like the first 90 <laughs> seconds of it. it. So they couldn't create anything. They couldn't make a pass. Dreisaitl was doing Lord knows what with the puck. And then McDavid was like, well, I got it. What are we one for three? Yeah, we're about to fall behind our pace here and just ripped and widened through it. And he's done that. He did that against Nashville too, where it was like, wow, geez, we're not really generating a lot on this one. I got it. That was two games in a row where he went coast to coast and just ripped one. And then he almost That's scored good. again the next shift, shorthanded, spinorama around Falk, wires it off the post. And I was sitting there and I'm like, for any other player, either one of those two plays, is it's their goals of the year. And McDavid oh, just yeah. about did it in back-to-back shifts. Another, another thing, just since you mentioned McDavid hitting the post, like a little bit of luck for the Oilers last night. We also have a different conversation. What, Nuge hit the post. Yeah. Barry had that one in the first period. That was a wide-open yeah. net. He missed it. Devin Shore shot into the corner instead of into the net. Sorry, <laughs> Liam. But like a little bit of luck would have gone a long way last night. How about Tyson Barry having a three-point night? 
just casually went out the window. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where does he rank in terms of D scoring? I want to look that up. Um, cause he's rattled off a couple of like really good stat lines in the last week yeah. or so. Um, I'm guessing he's kind of, he's just not a star, right? Like he's, he's always, he's a I secondary mean, he gets the, assist he, guy. Yeah. He gets the power play points too, which is huge. Um, defensive scoring Tyson Barry. Oh my Lord. You want to take a stab at where Barry, you think Barry is in defensive points, defensive points, top 15. He's tied for eighth. <laughs> I, mean, I see. <laughs> uh, but it is worth noting he's got 24 points this year and uh, 16 of them have come on the power play. But again, we don't like to overly discount the points, but he's, you know, he's playing on that top power so play unit. I had this conversation the other day with somebody about secondary assists. And the way I look at it is if someone gets somebody often, like Barry does, shows me he knows who to get a puck to. Yeah, That's I think I never understood like, the slander against secondary assists too. They, a play has yeah. got to start somewhere. They got to come from somewhere. And if someone is getting the puck to the right players and then they're able to make a play, just as beneficial to me. People seem to treat secondary assists almost like the first person to touch the puck had no con- yeah. contribution to the rest of the play whatsoever. And it's, it doesn't make sense. Like if you have a tic-tac-toe play on the power play, which we see often with this team, the first guy to start it off, he's just as big a part of it as oh, the guy yeah. who got the primary. Uh, Spice Doyle's in and says, the non-call on McDavid and OT makes me the most mad about last night. That's that the second time this week where the Oilers have been on a power play and the refs have just turned a blind eye to an obvious infraction because game management. It is absolutely horrendous. I, yeah, every, it's terrible. Yeah, come on. Um, figure it out. My second big thing from last night, I feel like every time this guy gets the call, He's one of my three big things. Um, makes sense. He's six foot four, 210 pounds. As the games keep going on here, it's becoming more and more necessary to have the conversation of Stuart Skinner, just, just a number one, maybe. I'm yeah. so confident in this guy between it's a great the problem. Um, he makes a lot of saves and he made four or five dynamite stops in that hockey game last night. And the goals that beat him were like one timers and guys picking the back bar. Yep. Like, Nothing you could do on that, on those. Like there's Robert Thomas's goal. I saw some people on Twitter last night that were upset about it. I'm like, sometimes you got to tip your cap to the shooter because that was a perfect shot. It was a bullet. That's and- why, sorry, I was just going to say like, that's why I didn't understand the conversation of having Campbell in the net last night. Yeah, I, think, I didn't get it either. star. I also think this is a really good problem to have and we're fortunate to have it because chances are if they do this correctly, this next contract for Stuart Skinner isn't going to be outrageous because he's still a young guy. I would try to extend it out for as much as you can. And then you have Campbell who is going to turn it around yep. yeah. and Skinner is your tandem for like 8 million bucks. I'd go for, yeah, I was just going to say that's not bad at all. If you get Skinner on a four year deal at 3 million per, that's an $8 million duo. Like you said, and then when the Skinner deal would expire next, the Campbell deal's done. And if Skinner really is the guy, which again, as the games go on, he just looks like that guy. He could be. Then it's a good problem. Five mil comes Great off the problem. book from Campbell. Skinner's now your bona fide number one, 28 years old. Life is good. But I just watch this guy. And like when Jack Campbell, and he played good against Nashville, mm-hmm. but like when yeah, he makes he a big save, and this is the thing with a lot of goalies, make, when he makes a big save, he's lunging across the crease, right? getting it with the pad, kicking it out, doing something crazy. Stuart Skinner just like slides over, gets his belly in front of it. He's huge, man. And he, he moves so smooth. I just, I love watching this guy. Campbell, again, you're shaking in your boots a lot of the time. Skinner, it's just confidence. I still think that's going to go away though. It will. Yeah. Campbell, it will. But like 
that's not to discredit Skinner right now. I think about the game against the Wild when they were talking to Devin Dubnik between, or Gene was talking to Dubnik between periods, and he just goes, you come down and you watch this kid and you realize how big he is, plus he's positionally sound. That's a tough goaltender to beat when he's at his best. Yeah, it is funny sometimes, the, the size of people. Just Connor, like in general. Connor McDavid's six one. Mm-hmm. I'm six one. No. I actually I measured myself in the office. We did do that, yeah. The five other eleven. Day. Mm-hmm. You don't think I'm six one? I think I might even be creeping over six two now. Well, that's why I'm at six two now. Are you growing? Oh, yeah, I'm a growing <laughs> boy. Inflation's because I eat my veggies, my steamed veggies mm-hmm. or fried veggies. Um, but Stuart Skinner, like you even go back to last season. Last year he only played whatever, 15 games. He never had three straight starts with a save percentage below nine hundred. Like for a young guy to just step into the NHL and have that kind of consistency and I'm going quickly through his game logs just here. Like the added while you're looking, just the added layer that this is his hometown team. Oh yeah, it's the best. Southside boy. Um there has been one stretch this year where Skinner was below 900 and three straight, but he won two of the starts and one of them was that Florida game where he was great down the stretch. So like Skinner's listed at 64206. That is a huge person. It's a big boy. <laughs> This feels like the nicest man in the world, too. Mm. Can we get uh, some likes for Stuart Skinner? Yeah, yeah, we're only at 44 likes. And the mustache. Mine or Stuart Skinner's? Both. I actually really like what you got going on over there. I'm glad that you went home to the missus and she didn't tell you to shave that off. No one's, nobody has commented on it. I, I have. It up. You, yeah, I think you might be the only person. Of course I did. Yeah. I observed well, both of you. Sometimes you get the beard and stuff going a little. Yeah, sometimes I just forget to shave. Oh, yeah, I'm always observing you both. I know what's doing. Um, Stuart Skinner, my second big thing from last night's game. Uh, yeah, if you're watching right now, the amount of likes we have is not equal to the amount of viewers we have. If you're watching, just hit that like button. We're trying to get to 93 for our boy Nuge and for Bag Milk Thank uh, you. today on the show. Another point uh, for Nuge last night. Third, third big thing. Good. The Pandora's box of reviews. Like last night, that goal getting called back, that is not the reason video reviews were put into the sport, right? We Thanks, wanted, Matt DeShane. Right? Like, we wanted to stop the egregious stuff. <laughs> Matt DeShane being eight feet offside. <laughs> like, you look at that replay now with hindsight, like, it's so outrageous. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. It if, is, no, no, you go. I, I was going to say, if I hypothetical world here, this is my third big thing for Cornerstone Insurance. I give you the chance to go back in time, and you can kill video review technology. And it'll just never exist ever. Would you do it? You know what? I'm going to take away their helmets and I'm going to make goalies wear uh, Sears catalogs as their pads. Why not? I want to increase scoring out there. You know, I've got ideas. I'm trying to think. Maybe I'm just. Because you like reviews, you said. I like the call being made correctly, but I almost agree with you. And I think a lot of sports have had this issue where we've lost the plot. too much. It is far too much. Like at the World Cup this year, they literally put a chip in the ball to see when guys are offside. And it was one where literally the guy's wrist was offside. So how is that interfering with anything? And it's the same with this. Like it's just so outrageous now that you don't even know. I'm just trying to think of like massive moments. Like the McCall one, obviously, was a big one where at the moment you're kind of like, oh, that's offside, and they explain it. And then <laughs> I'm just trying to think of plays where it's like that ruined the game, other than last night. That were just like so outrageous that everyone was like, how was that not this? Because no one would have said anything about this if it wasn't called, right? Yeah. So it would, there would have been zip. Yeah. And that's why I'm mad because they overturned it. And if they let it count, no one would have given a shit. 
maybe like three St. Louis Blues fans. To answer your question though, like for real, yeah, I like video review to a point. There's some adjustments I'd probably make, like watching things frame by frame by frame kind of annoys me. Mm-hmm. I almost wish that they could watch it in full in full speed. It also annoys me that we're doing this on an iPad. So there's it, an example of video review, which I think works very well, is in rugby. I don't know if you guys have watched a rugby game, but the referee Only the Haka. is... Oh, yeah, they turn it off after that. <laughs> the ref is talking the entire time and you can hear what he's saying. Like You can hear the exact conversation that is happening. And I think it's very beneficial <sighs> to a fan because you actually understand what is going down. And I think that's something the NHL could bring in. There's a lot going on on the screen in front of me. Right okay. so, so for those of you, here's a little peek behind the curtain. Liam and I on the screen in front of us, we see what you see on one. And then we see what our technical producer, Alex Allard, is getting ready. And Alex, please tell me we can watch this now. Because he, great work. He pulled up the Matt DeShane play. And this, watching this for the first time in the years is the funniest thing ever. Like, how did that linesman miss this? I just love the fact that he's national, which is quite ironic, actually. And just how clearly everybody stopped playing. Like, the goalie was standing up straight when when DeShane picks up the puck. Like, I'm, I'm watching this now, too, and it's just, it is so wild. Oh He's God. six feet offside. <laughs> and then you see every player whip around and be like, what? Goalie so far out of the blue paint. Yeah, great pause work here, Alex. He's so offside. But the goalie's so far out of the blue and paint. two defensemen literally just like, Casually skate back as a Lost that up by Sid Duchesne. Takes it. He's in. Yeah. He shoots it. They just throw their hands up like, Boy. what? That was a playoff game, too, right? Lost that up by Sid Duchesne. Takes it. He's in. He shoots it. Or am I thinking of something else? Oh, because Car- Matt Duchesne had that thing where he never played a playoff game. Oh, okay. That wasn't a playoff game then. Um... <laughs> Nice pull by Alex here. It's just so, like, so it's very funny. I hadn't seen this highlight in a while. Oh boy. The NHL, ladies and gentlemen, there is truly no mm-hmm. league like it. How can the NHL advance as a league when it doesn't even know its own rules? The rules are suggestions. They're fluid, baby. I was talking about that in our chat yesterday mm-hmm. about how, how I think the NBA does a really good job of marketing its stars. And stuff. when we were talking about the all-star game and the play in with Frank, yep. that's when the kind of conversation started flowing. And I was saying like the NBA does a great job of marketing itself and like, Players are almost bigger than teams in a lot of aspects. And Danny Chell can't even come close to it because they don't even know how to market its own rule book. Like, it's just... It's nonsense, yeah. It's ridiculous. The thing is, like, the thing that annoys me about the rule book is that the goal that got called off last night, the Connor McDavid goal, that could happen in the exact same play in three games, three different teams, and all three calls would probably be different. Do we need AI rope? Uh, yes, refs. robot refs. You make and lasers. One call lasers. Yes, this should and almost. Oh, the puck gets like when it's an icing. If it's offside, because there's a chip in like the ball at the World say. Cup, there's a chip in the puck, and if it's actually offside, it explodes into glitter. Yeah, yeah, it's an option. Or like then instead of spending like eight a- minutes reviewing, you spend eight minutes scraping glitter off. Yeah, this. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Blue line, maybe like like so. If someone goes offside and there's a chip in the puck. The blue line almost like glows, like oh, offside. I'm thinking it's like a movable wall, and when you're offside, it like slides up quickly. 
guys are just eating shit over. I'll just get rid of offsides. If some people say that, they say the game's developed to a point where like no one would cherry pick that aggressively. You can't. You can't because you'd be at such a disadvantage at the other end of the ice that like, why not? No three line pass. But like, wouldn't it be great though if you just like every now and then you see a guy parked down by the other goalie and you just rip it down there? I think it'd be hilarious. But that would be the solution, right? Is you remove offsides and you just say there's no three line passes. So like you can cherry pick, but like as soon as basically, I guess, you're past your own blue line, the offside rule's gone. Yeah. It's, an, it's a lot it's, to digest. I don't dude. know. It's, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. It's, I like the idea of no offside. Maybe there's just a different way to do it. Maybe, yeah, I, don't I don't know. That's why you're successful. You're innovative. You're always thinking. I've like always that. got something going on up here. Like when you came up with the idea to have light goals on our stream, which we are 36 away from 37, uh, 36 now, 36 away from. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button because it's already 1235 and we're in trouble and not hitting this thing. We've hit it every day this week and on Friday, which means we're riding a five show heater in terms of hitting our light goal. It's going to be bad if we don't hit it. There will be punishments. Can we get a, uh, a bag milk boost? Hi. Can you tweet it? Can you tweet it? Yes, of course I can. <laughs> uh, but as, as I'm writing a tweet for you guys right now to help you get to that goal, I see friend of everybody, Reed Wilkins, says, Ryan McLeod says he's going to be out for a little bit with an ankle injury. Skated today. Feels like it's progressing. But it's going to be some time. Ryan McLeod confirming what we reported on Oilers Nation every day a few weeks ago, that it's an ankle injury, keeping him out week to week kind of thing. Um, Warren Fogle is expected to be back tomorrow, though. And we saw the one of the moves that goes along with that is Brad Malone was placed on waivers today. No surprise there, but can I be honest? And Liam, maybe you want to plug your ears for this one. Should it should have been Devin Shore. Have we not all had enough Devin Shore in our lives? Are we good now? I'd like, like to watch him celebrate. Shore? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually, when he missed the net completely yesterday, I just cut it. I just went to a clip of him celebrating. Yeah. So now I actually... You think he scored? Like he missed yeah, the net close. by a mile. And then we cut to him celebrating McDavid's OT goal against the Flames. Yeah. Seamless. Yeah. Can't be that. Technology. It's amazing what you can do these days, Liam. Yeah. yeah. That man truly does not help me at all. Devin no, no. And like you're, you're a soldier for him and he just doesn't care. I'm with him. And you know what? I will stand by my guys. I believe Devin Shaw brings a lot to his team. No, he does Off the ice. There you go. Fortunately, <laughs> we might need some, uh, some stuff going on on the ice too. Yeah. Uh, flute is in says I love Connor McDavid more than I love my beautiful wife so congrats on having a beautiful wife that's a big win for you wow braggart yeah this guy talks to girls sick flags mm -hmm. um, what else do we want to hit on here we're done our three big things for oh. Cornerstone Insurance hmm? the trade rumors it, fill me in what are you hearing Liam's got what his ear hearing? to the ground I am hearing that the Oilers have a lot of interest in Klingberg and and or, I would assume or, Joel Edmondson as an upgrade over Tyson Berry, who just had a three-point night and is eighth in the league in defensive scoring. <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter the other day say that John Klingberg is just tall Tyson Berry, and that made me laugh. <laughs> tall European Tyson Berry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get it why they would be interested in John Klingberg. I don't know... Is it worth it? That's my thing too. If he's just replacing Tyson Berry on the right side. If he's coming in and you think he can be a real good left shot guy for you, and it's like him and Barry or him and Bouchard. And then again, to me, this is can all Klingberg about play on his off wing. Frank said yesterday he can. 
or he has some experience doing it. I I worry that we devalue Tyson Berry too much. Maybe. I understand the his contract isn't crazy. It's bad. not. It's horrible. Four, $4 million, yeah. and we all knew what we were paying him to be. And it was the quarterback of one of the best power plays in the league. And he does a fantastic job of doing that. Mm-hmm. Defensively, he needs to be better. There's no doubt. But also in the playoffs, he kind of stepped up a little bit last, last year. Um, I, what are you laughing at? Because Bag Milk said, you talk to girls, bragger. And Flute said, we don't talk. Don't worry. We're just married. <laughs> 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 okay. Anyways. Yeah. You're, we undervalue Barry. And I think his leadership is massive for this team. I think he actually means something to the guys in the room. You look at the guys they lost, Cassian, Smith, Keith, uh, I feel like there's a couple other guys too, Chris Russell. Like, I feel like he's valuable, and the Oilers shouldn't devalue what Barry brings to this team just to bring in John Klingberg, who looks a little fancier. And like you said, what if he is just a tall Tyson Barry? Like, and also, like if that's, if that's the goal, right? Like, Klingberg is tall Tyson Barry. I do, and I know this can't be everything, but you at some point you have to think about the relationships in the room. No. Yes. Because if Tyson Berry is Mm -hmm. constantly with Connor and whatever off the ice, I mean, I'm not saying that's the only way to make decisions, but you have to factor it in. It needs to be considered. It, It really does. You can't disrupt what's going on in that locker room. And that team just went to the Western conference finals together. They want to win together and they know how, what, like they know what it takes. Yeah. And, John Klingberg, I guess he went to the Stanley Cup final, so that probably helps. He's a lot got bit. playoff experience. Definitely. And I just think there is there's better things to do than tracing Tyson Berry for another offensive guy. I, I'm not I know I've said Edmondson isn't welcome in this city, but mm-hmm. if he does a public apology, we'll have him. Mm. Yeah. I would take Edmondson over Klingberg any day of the week. I would take Edmondson as the antagonist in the next book by Zach Hyman. Oh, that's how they bridge the gap. Wow. I so that's something if we're talking about getting Klingberg, <laughs> you need to keep you need the Ducks to keep pretty much fifty percent or two and a half mil, and you need to send Barry out, or you need to do like a whole bunch of other cap maneuvering and things like that. Right? It's very complicated. It's very complicated, and it's going to cost you some future assets too. Whereas you can maybe go get a guy like Rusty. And he says he's going to beat this drum till the deadline. You can go get Vlad Gavrikov. Maybe yeah. it's 50% retained for a second round pick. And you don't sacrifice a piece off your blue line because you're right. And I agree with you. That's what I'm maybe concerned about with moving Barry is you do all that. You get Klingberg. And then the left side of your blue line still isn't good enough. And well, yeah, you've basically exactly. just taken one problem and shift. Or you haven't even made a problem. Your right side's better. Your right side's not a problem. Your left side's the problem. Kulikov. Is he a lefty or a righty? It says he plays on both on this one. He's a lefty, I believe, if I remember correctly. Is, yeah. that, is that an option? Like I Second tour duty? But again, so it comes... And he's 1.125. So this goes back to what I was talking about or what we talked about earlier this week on the show, which is, okay, let's say Klingberg costs you a first in Barry. Yeah. Okay, so now you still have a problem on the left side issue. But maybe you're a little, or you are better on the right side. You are definitively better on the right yes. side. Okay, but now you've already spent your first. Whereas, what happens if you give up the second for Gavrikov, and then you go give up your third for Domi because now you got some extra money kicking around, 
and you go get another depth forward and it's like, okay, well, you saved your first round pick, you spent some other assets, but now you've added a couple of quality forwards. You've added a defenseman without subtracting a defenseman, and you might just be better as a whole going and picking up some pieces around different areas. We need a lot of likes really quick, people, because we got to end this stream right away. And I'll share with you why we're going to end this stream right away. Don't or, tell them why, but tell them a little tease. Yeah, okay, I'll do a little tease. <laughs> um, but we need to hit the like goal. Hit the like goal. We are far away from 93. If you're watching on YouTube, please. Hit the like goal the if like. you actually want to hear why they're ending this stream. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. there you go. There you if, go. So, Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. We have a special... You guys need me. Yes. (laughs) You guys need me on this. We do. Okay, so we have a very special guest who just couldn't quite do today's show. But I'm going to chat with him later this afternoon, and then you're going to hear about it on Monday's show. All right? So is he coming out on Monday? He will be on the show Monday. If you want to know who it is, and trust me, it's a good one. I'm not just teasing you for nothing here. Yeah, it is big. Our biggest guest ever. Oh, my God. No offense, Bag Milk. None taken. (laughs) It's understood. No offense, Frank. Well, Uh, yeah. I mean, it's totally fair. It's going to be a great interview. Well, I, I hope I execute. I got some pressure on me. Uh, But we need to get to 93 likes if you want to find out. So hammer that like button for us on the YouTube real quick. Um, Let's let's get to our Betway bets, actually. That's a good thing to do here. Can I please tell you one more time that if you're not betting over one and a half total power play goals right now, you're just missing free money. Mm. It's like, I think I've hit seven of the last eight games on this. And the odds fluctuate a little bit. So you got to get in before our friends at Betway figure this out because I have now included this as part of my retirement plan. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I came out today. Either the Oilers PP is going to get it themselves as they did last night Mm -hmm. or the PK is going to shit the bed and you're going to get one either way. Bet it every night. I have not stopped betting this, nor will I until something changes. 24 more likes. Uh, Betway bets. Liam, what do you like this evening on the NHL slate? I'm going a little crazy tonight. I'm betting on the Arizona Coyotes to win a hockey game. What? 
They are playing an Eastern Conference team, yeah. and Arizona finds a way against East. Nine seventy three against East this year. It's not glamorous. How many units are you going to put on this? Just a one. Just a single unit. Plus one fifty. Plus one fifty. <laughs> Plus one fifty. Arizona to be the Islanders tonight at the Mullet Arena. <laughs> Look out! They're biting fingers off down there. So things are getting a little wild down in uh, wherever they're playing. Jordan Cairo. Over two and a half shots, minus 143. We saw what he could do with the puck last night. Mm -hmm. He has hit this one in four straight games. Not the juiciest payout, but you'll make up for it when you hit the Arizona bat too. So there you go. All right. We almost went perfect yesterday, but Oilers lost. So really Man, if they would have just buried that empty netter, it was a big, that was a sad swing for me and my betting balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not good. Um, I'm taking the Flames on the puck line tonight. Shoot me if you must for betting on the Flames. But I think they are in a great spot. Who are they playing? The Blues. And the Blues are starting Thomas Grice, who's allowed 21 goals in his last five starts. I know. You don't love it. I wish you could all see Bagnock's face right now. 22 more likes. It's Come just on, people. not only that you bet on the Flames, but you believe in them so much to hit the puck line. Plus 130. If this was Jay Downton making that same bet, he would yeah. never hear the end of it. How many away are we? Oh, Perhaps still. you could read. Did you like the it? total? Yeah, I liked it. Oh, we yeah, are Sorry. twenty-two likes away. I tweet. I'm just sending out a big tweet to try and get some. We got to get this thing going, and we have I to do really, it quick because we're talking. To I know. Ten minutes. I know. You know. Like we almost could have just brought him on the show. At this <laughs> we should have teased this at the start of the show. Yeah, that was really. <laughs> yeah, well, bag milk. Come on, have your good ideas earlier. Nobody consults me. Ah. Brian Cranston. That'd be awesome. Someone, Tyson's just betting <laughs> or he's just rattling off actors. Uh, he asked if there's no Saturday show. Yes, there's a Saturday show tomorrow. Uh, we only do it when there's game days. So that's why there wasn't a Saturday yeah. show last week. Uh, but we will be live tomorrow at noon mountain time. Um, talking about the game coming up against the Ducks. Would you go Jack Campbell tomorrow, BM? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, he had a good game against Nashville. Again, I understand the first goal and minute in, like mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But after that, he shut it down a little bit. 30 minutes, last 30 minutes of the game, no goals. After that first goal, he had a 964. I, so I like, you got to get Campbell mixed in. Mostly because, here's the thing. I don't want Stuart Skinner to end up in a Miko Koskinen situation. And I'm not comparing yeah. the two of them because they're widely different in terms of just their style, blah, blah, blah. So in the comments, don't start with me. All I'm saying is... Miko played really well until he didn't, and it was because they just rode the wheels off him. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to entertain that as a possibility with Stuart Skinner. Got to get Campbell up and running? Yes, is the answer to my question. I go with Campbell tomorrow. Yo, Campbell? I'm on the Campbell train. You got to give him. You can't just give him every bad team, but you've got to play him tomorrow. Yeah, I think so. You're coming off a loss, right? And I know Skinner was great. I yeah, love it. Skinner's fault in that loss. Um, Skinner was solid. That loss isn't on him, but I, I think you do need to mix it up just a little bit. 14 likes. 14 more likes, folks. If you're watching on YouTube, it's so easy. Just hit that little like button. I want to tell people about the I, exciting news so bad. I want to tell people so bad. I'm going through every YouTube account I haven't liked. In this video. <laughs> Maybe you could read more commentary. There's yeah. a lot of comments to read about. Um, Andrew Ference's dad was my dentist growing up. Fluty. Flute says, it, just, says it's probably him. Yeah, you're right. You're right, everyone. Andrew Ference's dad, the dentist, will be joining us Monday on Rain show. Wilson again. Tyler. Oh, I would love that. That would be awesome. Um, 
Yeah. Come on, people. You got to like the video. We're only yeah. 10 away. We can hang on for like another four or five minutes here, but I'd go Campbell tomorrow too, guys. I, I think it's an easy opponent, right? Gregor's on hinting on Twitter right now that Fogel's going to be the one coming back tomorrow. How do you set up that line? I am torn because Yanmark's playing good. And that line scored. Yanmark, Nuge, Yamo is the second line. So I don't want to split them up. I do eventually want to get away from 29 and 97, but... Sorry, someone guessed it in the chat. Um, we're seven <laughs> likes away. We are seven likes away. Um, I, I do eventually want to get away from 29 and 97. I go Fogel on the third line with Holloway down the middle, Pugliarvi on the right side. So our boy Kleem on the fourth line? He has been this whole time. I know, but I kind of want it. I kind of want him in the top six, but you got to wait till Yanmark starts playing bad. I don't know if I do want him in the top six. I don't want you just like him in that role. I don't want to push him too much. I don't want to have expectations so high. I want him to just to do his role really well in the bottom six right now. And I think that's what he's doing. And the thing I want is you're to split dry side of McDavid up. And I want him to go three down the middle. See, and I, I think want the spine. You got to reward Nude for how well he's playing in sure. a top six role. So I don't move him away. When McLeod's back, you're going to be set down the middle. But I think having the three of them there avoids. What happened last night where half your team doesn't play? You know, if you have Nuge with Clem Shady and Holloway, for example, they're probably playing a lot more because Nuge and Hopkins needs to be on the ice. You have Drysada with Yamo and whoever, then they're also playing more. Like, I think that helps. And you don't have to, you're not forced to play Derek Ryan and Devin Shaw 11 minutes a night. Mm. This is almost a love letter to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I feel like Liam's flirting with me right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about him more so than people think about 97 and like the video. 93. We're four likes oh, away, 90, folks. Well, either one. If you're just tuning in, <laughs> hammer that like button for us. We're four away. We're almost at the end of the show. Um, four more likes. We, we are getting there. Oilers, Ducks tomorrow, two o'clock. It'll be a short for giant game day edition of the show tomorrow as well. The good thing about the Ducks coming to town tomorrow is it's going to be a nice refresher for Dallas Aikens of what it feels like to get absolutely shit stomped in Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> How bad have they been? It is unbelievable that man is still in a job. Yep. Like, not to be fully rude on him, but okay, but I mean. Come on. He's on an expiring deal, and the team clearly has no interest in winning this year. <laughs> One more like. One more like. One more, One more like. like. Okay, we're going to shout out to the Sports Closet, sportscloset.ca, three locations in Edmonton. So if you're getting your Christmas shopping done this weekend for the sports fan in your life, you know where to there go. It is. 93. Reed Schaefer coming up on Monday. Have a good weekend. We'll talk tomorrow. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.